When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Be Lifted Up. Be Lifted Up with the Successpert, award-winning financial educator, wealth expert, speaker, and author, Alfred Edmund Jr. And your co-host, life coach and author, D. Marshall. It's Be Lifted Up. Be Lifted Up. Hello and welcome to another edition of Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. I'm Alfred Edmund Jr. And I am DC Marshall. And today we are excited to be talking about legacy. First of all, I love the word legacy, but what an awesome uplifting topic to talk about legacy and legacy beyond money. Today's show is legacy more than money. And our question on this show is what can I be grateful for in this season of Thanksgiving. So that's what we're talking about um, today, Alfred. Yeah, this is a really great topic, not only for Thanksgiving, but for the show in general, because legacy is about more than money, but legacy is about multi-generational transfer. So when you're talking about leaving a legacy, you're not talking about what you're enjoying for yourself in this life. You're talking about what you're leaving for future generations down the road. And that's really at the heart of what wealth creation is all about whether you're talking about money or not. So, you know, this is like, a again, a perfect topic for Thanksgiving, but just a great topic in general. Um, so, so Dee, when you're thinking about legacy, and I know we're going to have some great conversation with our guests on the show today, what is it, what is it that you think about? To be quite honest, I don't really associate so much legacy with money, to be quite honest. I know people have different perspectives and different views, um, Alfred, but I, I think about legacy as impact, to be quite honest. I really think about impact. I think about um, something, something much greater beyond, beyond money, beyond uh, riches. And so I think, um, you know, that's kind of where I am on this topic, but I'm excited to explore other perspectives. Um, and I think it's really timely because I feel like we are in a time and season where people are much more thoughtful about life in general and and what we leave behind. Do you find that, um, Alfred, after like we're still in COVID, we lost a lot of people. I think the US numbers were somewhere, um, you know, around 700,000. I, I, I really hate quoting numbers, but 700,000. So people are much more thoughtful. So I think that's why this conversation about legacy is really special now. What say you, my friend? I agree with you. Uh, I think everybody got a real wake-up call and had to think about what really matters to them. And a big part of what really matters is what happens, what am I leaving behind? What am I doing in this life that will matter beyond this life? And yet, to some degree, we saw in, in, in the financial realm that it manifested itself. For example, the rate of Black people getting insurance um, to protect their families skyrocketed in 20, 2020 into 2021 when the awareness became clear that if something happens 
I need to make sure that there's something left for those that I care about if, if I were to leave. But I think it's, it has gone much deeper than that in terms yeah. of what, what really matters in life. What is it going to mean something to me or to my family or to society as a whole um, after I'm gone? And are they going to remember what kind of car I drove? Are they going to remember what kind of title of a job that I had? Or is there more than I can leave behind about the way I live and certainly as people of faith, uh, what we want to leave behind for our children as a way to live, to impact, to serve others? So I absolutely agree with you. I know that was true for me. I mean, it really, you know, I consider myself a conscious, aware, caring person, um, but I spent a good, you know, a good part of these last 18 months re-examining everything that I was doing, my relationships, what I did with my time, what I do with my money, um, with this idea that, hey, you know, everybody says it, but it got written large in front of us. Tomorrow's not promised. And to the degree that tomorrow's not promised, what are you doing today that actually matters? Yeah, yeah, let's play this game real quick. So when you think about like legacy, people who have left, uh, you know, I guess significant legacy, who do, who do you, who comes to mind first for you? Well, that, that one is easy for me because during uh, 2020, on April 6th, 2020, um, our the visionary founder of Black Enterprise, where I, you know, spent my career for now going on 35 years, Earl G. Graves Sr. passed away on April 6th, 2020. And, and I'll say now what I've said many, many times in many, many public forums, he is the most impactful person that I've ever met and gotten to know intimately during the course of my life. Gotcha. Um, the legacy okay. of Black enterprise, the legacy of Black business, the legacy of Black entrepreneurship, uh, the legacy of Black excellence, frankly, um, lives on and we continue to celebrate him. So that, I mean, I can name other people, but he comes immediately to mind. Oh, no, we're going to keep going. Here. We're going to keep going. We're going to play this game. I got okay. one and then you'll go again. And then I got my other, my second. I'm okay. going to go with, so uh, legacy is uh, close to me. Um, mentor, um, pastor, even my co-host on this show before you, Dr. DeForest B. Stories Jr., legacy. And the reason I say it about Dr. Stories, um, who is my mentor, my friend, you know, if I do a really good job uh, publicly, he'll say uh, my daughter or something. He'll, he'll claim me if I do something really, really nice or special. But, um, and the reason I say, I think of him in terms of legacy because he recently retired and when he retired, there was still fruit that had manifested and, and reproduced additional fruit, meaning people doing good and great, wonderful things as a result of his work and his legacy. His legacy, not just as a pastor, but many people may know him as a professor, a lecturer, you know, for seminarians, um, a mentor to many, a leader to many, but also one of his biggest legacies was the movement of D-Free. And so freeing people. So he's one of my uh, first thoughts when it comes to legacy. Okay, you go, and then I got another one. Okay, and let me just uh, make, put a note for this show. D-Free, Dr. Suarez being the founder and creator of the D-Free Financial Freedom Movement, we talked about it on this show before. You definitely want to check that out. I absolutely agree with you, D, about just the broad and deep legacy of Dr. Suarez. Um, I'm going to come back with my first real hero, Paul Robeson, the giant... I'm, I'm a Rutgers alum, so if you're Black and you went to Rutgers, you automatically identify with Paul Robeson. But his legacy is manifesting now. I'm one of the um, early founders of the African-American Alumni Alliance at Rutgers. And now we just have just generations of successful Black alumni who came out of Rutgers, people like Randall Pinkett, um, people like Shirley Ralph. Yep. Um, 
Avery Brooks. I mean, I can go on and on and on. And, and we all kind of trace our excellence as accomplished Black people. Yep. The legacy of Paul Robeson is, um, you know, commonly um, agreed to be the greatest alum that Rutgers ever produced, even though he was erased from history for several decades. Um, and, and again, anybody who wants to know that story is a great story, but I'm a, I'm a proud part of that legacy and that legacy lives on in generation after generation. Got it. Okay, I got, I got one. And then I think uh, uh, we may have to move. Dr. Dorothy Irene Height. Yes. Okay. Wait. Yes. I have a story. Alfred, yes. I have a story. You Alfred, got her, You got to before I did. You beat me to her. <laughs> but you know what? We're balancing. It's interesting the fact that each person who has inspired us, it, they're sort of in a, in a similar tier. If if uh, if we could say that, right? Or in a similar space. So, Dr. Dorothy Irene Height. So here's my quick story about Dr. Height and how I feel so connected and that her legacy lives on, which is what we're talking about on the show. Um, so I am a member of the Black Women's Roundtable, which are some of the baddest Black women on the planet. I had never known before I was invited in how powerful Black women really are. But one of the things that I really appreciate about Black Women's Roundtable is essentially Dr. Height um, founded it. And it really is a community of Black women, her protégés. So those are the women of Black Women's Roundtable right now. Um, the convener is Melanie Campbell, who is also the president and CEO of the National Coalition on Black Civic Participation. Oh, I'm a great fan of Melanie's as well. Yep, there you go. Yeah. So yes. So right. That's right. You know, Melanie. So essentially, that Black Women's Roundtable is, of, of course, the hands and the work of Dr. Height because she mentored all of the women there. And so I feel like a beneficiary. And really quick, I'll never forget, Alfred, I had a meeting with Reverend Brenda Gerton Mitchell. She got a presidential nominee under Obama. And, um, and I remember connecting with her because she was like an educator and then like a JD and then like a minister. I was just like, you know what? Black people are super, super bad. Yes. We had coffee, we scheduled a coffee in DC. Um, and it was a 30 minute coffee. At the end of the coffee, I said, okay, well, I know I said, I'm good. I, I wanna honor your time and respect your time. Alfred, she said to me, she said, what else do you need from me? I've got time. And guess what I learned in that moment? She said, Dr. Height would sit with them until they got everything they needed from her. Do you follow me? I'm a beneficiary. The fact that this woman, uh, Reverend Brenda Gerton Mitchell is sitting with me and pouring into me and she is not moving because she has taken her cues from Dr. Dorothy Irene Height. And that's what legacy is. It should uh, surpass and override. I mean, it's, there's just well, so much. People, I pour, people poured into them. They poured into us. We're on this show pouring into you. Stay tuned. You're listening to Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. And we're going to be talking about legacy more than money. Stay tuned. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network 
an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Ed- is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Funky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation. For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective. Welcome back to Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. I am Alfred Edmund Jr. with my co-host DC Marshall, and we have a special, special show with some special, special guests. We're talking about leaving a legacy beyond money, and we're here with the authors of Rhythm of Rest, 40 Devotions for Women on the Move, three of the contributors to this book. D. Yes. And, you know, Alfred, that was such a juicy conversation that we had before bringing in the ladies about legacy and how it is that people will talk about us when we're gone and and really feel our presence. And so um, I'm excited because you know what, Alfred, you probably didn't know this because we didn't talk about this before. I know I remember Beverly. I remember Beverly Claiborne, your brand is abide. And when did, if you saw me kind of like looking around here, I was looking for the yummy, delicious product that you gifted me. It's a mug. I thought it was here in my office, but in any event, enough about that. I'm excited and delighted for a number of reasons. We're talking about legacy, uh, powerful women. We're talking about faith. That's what the show is about. We're talking about our contributions in the earth and how people will think about us and remember us. And so, and we're talking about girlfriends. This is everything that I live for. So without further ado, Beverly, I am so uh, excited that you are here along with Martha and Ingrid. We're going to bring them in in just a minute. But tell us, how did this book, Rhythm of Rest, 40 Devotions for Women on the Move, uh, Susan Johnson Cook, Rev Sue J, and then Beverly, how and where did you enter this story? How did this happen? Oh my gosh. Well, thank you for having me on the show. I'm so excited. It's good to see you and it's good to see Alfred as well. 
My pleasure. Well, you know, Abiding in God's Word, that is a book, uh, author, the title of my book. But let me tell you how I met Susan Johnson Cook, uh, because I was abiding in God's Word. You know, God changed my heart, and I really start abiding in God's Word. I would say, honestly, in about 2009, 2010, God came in and changed my heart. I started attending women conferences. And actually, Dee, that's when I met you. That's kind of when this, this all started. Because I remember talking to you with tears in my eyes. And I remember your beautiful voice. And I was like, who is that lady? And we connected, but we didn't totally connect. And I do remember giving you one of my products. And since then I've designed so many products. So long story short, my name is Beverly Claiborne. I am the author of Abiding in God's Word and the CEO of Amazing Faith Events. And I'm the co-author in Rhythms of Rest. So I met Susan Johnson Cook at First Baptist Church of Glen Orton. She was speaking at a conference and I was like, wow, who is this lady that's just so bold and confident you know, with her wisdom and her words, and we connected, and the rest is history. Um, we connected. She invited me to one of her events, Sila. It's we celebrate God, and it's a bunch of women. We celebrate God, and we learn to rest in God. So she has a wonderful retreat. Uh, most of them take place in Florida. She picks a wonderful uh, place in Florida, and we all meet, and it's just sisters that care for one another, that love one another. And now we all are partakers in this beautiful um, Rhythms of Rest devotion where we just share our love for Christ and our love for one another. And my section is new beginning, new beginning. So, and I think it's so imperative that we leave more than money for our children. We leave a legacy, a legacy mindset um, so that's the reason I authored Abiding in God's Word, because I have children, and when I'm long gone, you know, I do have a will and money for them, but the Word, it's all about abiding in the Word, and they are going to remember the Word of God. Um, my mom passed, and she's done so many wonderful things for me, but that's what I remember about her most, her sharing the Word with me, so it's so important. Yes, I mean, financial legacy is obviously important. Again, this okay. show is about faith and finance, but that's not what people are going to remember, you know, when all is said and done. I mean, yes, right. they'll appreciate it when it's there, when they need it, but what they're going to remember, um, and I want you to talk some more, Beverly, about what it means, what abiding is as a legacy. What does that mean for your children and your children's children to even know what it means to abide? Share some more about why that, that's such an important principle and value for you. Yeah, absolutely. Abide means to remain, just remain in Christ at all times. So when we put him first, we're going to remember when we put him first in our finances, when we put him first with our families, when we put him first with our friendships, that's what we're going to remember about, you know, abiding in God's word. And I want people to remain in him because Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. So the fruit that we bear, he wants that to be wonderful. He wants that should be the, that's the gift that he's left us. So it's imperative that we not only invest in, you know, we invest in stocks and we invest in these other things, invest in, in the kingdom of God, you yeah. know, and that's one of the reasons why I built the product line as a reminder, like as we're, D, as we're sipping our coffee in the morning, well, let's see, I do have a mug around here someplace, I do. <laughs> 
here it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I, it's just a reminder to, you know, put your faith in him. And all of, all of these products have different scriptures on them. Um, and that's just how I connected with Rhythms of Rest because it's so many beautiful women and we are celebrating God at this celebration, Selah on the Sea. So, you know, that kind of reminder to abide is, is increasingly important for two reasons that I can think of even in my own life. One, we have so many distractions yes. that can take us out of the lane of focusing and keeping our minds stayed on God and on Jesus. And the other thing is we get anxious and oh, we yeah. think we get anxious and we think we shouldn't wait. I got to do something. I got to do right. something when God is like, relax, <laughs> chill abide right. uh, and, and so in a world with so much going on so much distractions i think that the legacy of teaching ourselves and, our, and, and future generations to abide in him is a powerful powerful legacy yes absolutely the bible tells us be anxious for nothing but in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let our requests be made known to god and the peace of god which surpasses all understanding will guard our hearts and, and minds in christ jesus so that's one of the things we do at this at this conference and, and that's in this book, Selah, is just we just rest in God. Yeah. You know what I appreciate about uh, what you shared, Beverly? I, I feel like your share is how you create legacy, the how-to. And the how-to legacy is to remain, to abide. Yes. Um, because legacy for me, and I'm, I'm excited to hear everyone's definition or how it is that you define legacy, um, but legacy for me is, I, I frame it up for my Dorothy Height, my Dr. Height, a story is um, to uh, create um, a noticeable footprint that my girl, my grandchildren's grandchildren would talk about me when I'm gone. In other words, that I would do something so significant in the earth that yes. I would have such an impact that my grandchildren's grandchildren would talk about me the way that I talk about Dr. Dorothy Irene Height, not about yeah. her wealth. So I'm just so so I think two parts. You gave us the how, how I ended up there, and how you ended up where you are. And Reverend Sujay and Ingrid and Martha and even Alfred is because we have source, and the yeah. source is God. And so when yes. we abide in Him, He gives us our gift. He gives yeah. us um, His word and His will. So that's what I'm taking from you. But let me ask you this question. How would you define legacy? We know what it looks like, but how would you define, I guess, you know, the legacy you want to leave here when you're gone? I want to leave a legacy of love, joy, peace, happiness, and just knowing I left uh, a message to care. You know, I put a little acronym with abide. I call it a business and divine encouragement. And I want to just encourage people to abide. And that's the legacy, you know, I want to leave for my friends and family. All well, right. That's a word right there. You know, let's be about the business of divine encouragement. And listen, we have a great, great conversation going on about what it means to leave a legacy beyond money, beyond money. We already, we already talked about abiding as a legacy. And now we're going to be talking to another contributor to this great book, Rhythms of Rest, 40 Devotions for Women on the Move, uh, Gloria, I mean, excuse me, Martha Taylor Lacroix. Martha, just I'm, I'm glad all three of you guys are on the show, but I'm really looking forward to talking with you about the legacy of pause, prayer, and listening. And I tell people listening is an act of love. 
uh, in particular. So I'm a, I'm a big, big person on listening because I'm not good at it. I got to work at it. <laughs> but, but talk to me about your, your, your involvement with the book. Share with us your involvement with the retreat and, and, and what legacy means to you, particularly in relations to pause prayer and listening. Well, at first, it's, I'm delighted to be here. And the, for the person that uh, I give accolades to is uh, Ambassador Susan Johnson Cook. My father was a mentor to her and he passed his legacy on to Sujay, to myself. And it's interesting how that's what we do. We just pass it on from generation to generation. So this is perfect what you're doing. And um, that's where I get my inspiration from, the fact that we do pass on legacy and listening. Alfred, I just heard you. I was not a good listener at all. I learned how to listen. I grew up in a household where everyone was hearing them. I think that's what it was. I, I grew up in, a, in an atmosphere where my mother was a principal, my dad was a minister and he did all of these things and they were listening to him, which was wonderful. But I had to find my voice and it takes time and years to do that. And I want at, to leave as legacy those that do not feel heard because I deal with suicide prevention. That's my, that's my nonprofit. And they are people that somehow didn't feel heard. And I'm standing for those voices that were not heard and know that if we just keep at it day in, day out, no matter what, keep at it and we will be heard, but we have to keep at it and be encouraged about it. So listening, uh, uh, and this is a big thing I learned about listening, big thing I learned about listening is don't listen to what I think a person is saying, listen to what they're, they're really saying. It took me years to get that straight, y'all. Mm. Listen to what someone else is, what they're saying, not what I think they're saying. And the best thing to do is to keep having those conversations so you can be heard, really heard. And once people are really heard, I really don't care whether somebody agrees with me or not. I just want to be heard. That's all anybody really wants is just to be heard. Doesn't matter whether you agree or not, that's okay. But being heard, and I think children want to be heard those that feel so desperate for certain things want to be heard. And it is a new discovery for me, the impact it has when we're not. Mm. I feel spoiled because have, this is like having four D marshals on at the same time, because D pours yeah. into everyone, pours into me all the time. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know where I would be on the show without her, but, but D, you know, we talk about pause, prayer and listening. Like I said, I, you're my role model for that kind of stuff, Dee, so. Thank you, my friend, thank you. But here, this is, this is what Martha said on page 172. She says, Sila became real to me that morning in this way through my need to pause and reflect on what has just been said. And the last thing that you said, Martha, um, it put me in mind of the value of listening because I too will say I had to listen. I took a course um, when I was on Wall Street, it was on communication skills and it helped me to understand that um, communication is two ways and, and so in the importance of listening and so on and so forth. But here's what I learned in your contribution and what you just said. 
there is a law, um, it is the law of reflection. It's a universal law. And the law of reflection says that you pause long enough for learning to catch up. And so as I'm listening to you talk about the meaning and your contribution in the book, uh, Rhythms of Rest, I really thought about the value of it is learning, learning. So you pause, you see la to listen so that learning could catch up and learning um, comes in reflections. So I got all of that out of everybody. Look, page 172. So if you see me over here, I am in the book. Okay. I'm in the book. So that's what I am really receiving from you. And, and I appreciate that we are all having a conversation about listening in the frame of legacy. Um, so yeah. So yeah, Martha. Martha, if I could, you, I would like you to spend a little bit more on the subject of the pause, because okay, everybody knows that even if we don't do it, we know listening is important, even if we don't do it. Mm -hmm. And of course, everybody says, oh, prayer is important because prayer changes things. Mm -hmm. The pause is where I think we undervalue. And that was what I had to learn. I, I'm already thinking of my answer before the person finishes their sentence. Yes. To what, to what Dee just said, I, I've had to train myself to just, even whether I agree or disagree, just don't say anything for a minute. Just stop, <laughs> you know. Yes. So talk yes. about the value of the pause, because I think that's where most of us miss the importance yes. of that part of the legacy. Yes. Well, and I love what you're saying because uh, I found that being in a such a charismatic family, that I felt it was my duty that anytime there was silence, I had to fill in the gap. If I'm out somewhere and there's a program or something and they need somebody to say something, or just, just that little silence, I want to help out and jump in there and say something. And sometimes you don't need to say anything. Just that silence so people can first feel what's going on around them. Sometimes you can just feel the vibe around and know what's appropriate but what isn't. And I wasn't always present to that because of the way I grew up. Everything was, you know, moving it forward. And I had to stop. And there is something so sacred about the silence. And God will speak. He will speak. But sometimes he is saying to me, I don't know about for others, but he'll say, Martha, if you just be silent, I'm telling you what to do. You're not hearing me. Then when he does it, he wants me to say, acknowledge him for that he answered it. And he said, Martha, you're complaining about something else. You just prayed to me about this. You never even thanked me for what I just did. Now you're on to something else. He wants that pause to reflect and say thank you. Wow, wow. And so, so now again, I think that what we're teasing out is the value because legacy is one thing, but what is the value of, of legacy? And here's what else I am getting from you, Martha, when you say silence. It's the legacy that I got from the Honorable Connie Newman, who says, this is what I learned from her, um, legacy on Capitol Hill, uh, worked under three, four presidents, and just a, a super bad all day Black woman. Um, I learned silencing the incoming traffic, silencing the noise. And I learned in the very same way when we silence, that's when we can hear from God. And a lot of times when we are believing that God is not responding or God is not answering or God is not hearing, to your point, Martha, no, he is. We're not sitting still enough. We're not in the pause. We're not allowing for God. Um, what I also learned is sometimes volume, overwhelming clutter will muffle um, the voice 
voice of God. So this is legacy. The fact that we all share rich word um, and life lessons, because really that's the stuff that we can transfer wealth, right? And it never molds or rusts, right? The Bible talks about do not store up treasures um, that will mold and rust and so on and so forth. This is so yummy and delicious. This rhythms of rest, uh, Susan Johnson Cook. It's 40 devotions for women on the move. Um, and Martha Taylor LaCroix, we thank you. Thank you so much. You've been listening to a delicious, yummy, rich, actually rich. I canceled delicious and yummy. This is a rich conversation. Okay. This is a priceless, um, a conversation about legacy and the legacies we will leave. It's more than money. I think we are all clear, um, but we have the richness of legacy downloaded in this tiny little book, the richness of legacy, whenever it is that we can get um, thoughts and ideas and the wisdom that God speaks through us. In fact, the Bible says in 2 Timothy 3.16, all of the Bible was God spoken and God breathed appropriate for teaching us what is right and helping yeah. us to turn from what is wrong. And so in the same way that God used the folks to download the word of God, come on now, he used the women here on our show today to download. And so now we are um, so excited. We're gonna bring in uh, one of the other authors. And so Alfred, um, I'll hand over to you because we're excited to hear from Miss Ingrid Rushing. But um, Alfred, you okay over there? Cause you just look real happy to just be here with all the ladies. <laughs> they are pouring into me and I got overflow going all over the place. Of, you know, you're just blessing me. We know we go, that we're pouring in to each other, but we also know we're pouring into the listening audience who is, who is our, you know, our Be Lifted Up family. So I just want to thank you for that. You know, I'm reminded of, of a saying that I've said once I learned how to listen, that if silence is golden, listening is priceless. Ooh, and yes. here we're saying it also matters who you're listening to. And the word of God is what you need to be listening to. So just very, very, very powerful. Dee, I, I don't know if you're ready for me to do this, but I really want to hear from um, Ingrid Vanessa Rushing Spiva. Is it Spiva? Well, I got I it right? Yes, you, you got it you right. Just, just being forgiving, just being gracious. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I want to talk about your involvement in the book and, and the legacy of courtesy, fellowship, love, and kindness. I'm big on the kindness thing. Um, oh, but, but just you, share your story, and, and I can't wait to hear what you're going to add to what your fellow co authors have already um, deposited in us during this conversation. Well, I'm thankful to God and grateful for being here. And I thank you, Alfred and Dee, for hosting. And it's so nice to see ladies that we've shared our stories with. Um, I became um, uh, one of the 40 women that wrote devotionals in attending a Sela on the sea on more than one occasion with Dr. Susan Johnson Cook, who's also my cousin. So talk about living legacies. So our mothers were legacies for us, our families, and growing up in a family of strong women, um, they certainly led by example, and the men too led by example. And um, I met Susan, you know, for the first time, I think I was about eight years old. And I said, who is this girl in the room that's so different, that's so bold and courageous and wise? beyond her years. And that was definitely a Susan. And she has created a name in the hearts of many, uh, which I think in talking about legacy, we want to carve our names in the hearts of people, not necessarily on a tombstone, what I did or who I was, but I want it to live in the hearts of 
people forever beyond me so that stories will remain in their heads and hearts that will help them in their daily living. And I think that's for me a legacy of being a parent of three beautiful young men. Um, I hope I do my part and continue to do my part and spread that legacy through the years. It's it's really important to me to share. So out of Sela um, by the sea, out of our, the last Sela I went to, I was so impressed with hearing people and their words and their writings and reading their books and scriptures that I wanted to write. I wanted to leave my legacy um, and I did it in this devotional, but I also started writing a book. I just could not stop writing. And what I wanted to do was to leave to my children um, my legacy, not just verbally and stories and what they hear, but I wanted to leave it in writing. And I didn't want to just do it to my children. It blew up. I wanted to leave something to everybody that meant something to me. So um, my legacy and my impressions and my prayers and my thoughts about them and for them, and um, because sometimes we're too shy to say it and too shy to express our love for one another, what we feel and how we're impressed by each other, I wanted to put it in writing to my sisters, to my brother, to my ancestors, to my parents, to my, um, my, my dog even. <laughs> my dog and how what an impression he's left on my life but the people that I work with and just talks to God and to these people about how much I appreciate them and leaving this legacy behind leaving my legacy behind so um, we all grew up in a household where um, it's important that we're financially you know we were brought right. up to be financially strong um, my mom used to say all the time you know we may not have all the money in the world but we have all the love we need right here in this household and so it's our job to spread it out to the rest of the world. Money is a resource and it's an important resource, but love is the real resource. Love, love mm -hmm. is the legacy. And I mean, that just comes through so clear from all of you, uh, because that's really our legacy from God. For God so loved the world. For yeah. God so yes. loved yes. the world that he yes. gave his only begotten son. And if we're not leaving that legacy, what are we, what are we doing here? You know, what are we doing that's here? Right. So Ingrid, and all you ladies can chime in. Um, Dee has done a great job of helping us to kind of almost codify legacy in a way that I think members of our audience can think for themselves about what are they really trying to leave behind? Yes, a will, yes, insurance, yes, houses. And, you know, all those things are important um, in, in terms of providing for future generations. But if we leave all of that, but we don't leave these things that we're talking about here, the ability to abide, the understanding of pausing and prayer and listening, fellowship, kindness, love, courtesy. I'd like to start with you, Ingrid, um, but you know, all of you can chime in. How important it is for us to think about this kind of stuff so we understand what we are trying to leave to others and not even just our children, to others in general, future generations in general. Ingrid? So courtesy, fellowship, love, and kindness not only doesn't just stop in my family circles or within my family, but it expands um, to other people in the community and the people that I support and serve in my employees. So it goes to everyone. So I think that, you know, human behavior, it's human behavior. We are humans and we have behaviors and our behaviors come through with courtesy. Our behaviors come through in our fellowship and our behaviors are shown and they come through in life, love and kindness. And we can model those things for people every day, random acts of kindness. We have to model them and make an effort to do it when we're not necessarily feeling our best. 
in society every day and in front of our kids. So that's a model. But also one of the things I think is really important is to lay out patterns for those who follow you, lay out paths and patterns and lessons for them to also follow and model that uh, includes acts of kindness, random acts of kindness. And modeling that is one way, but really setting things up for success. As simple as like my boys, as soon as they knew what a dollar or a quarter or any of that was, you know, money was, or as soon as they knew it, we developed a collection box with three different compartments. One is for you because you need to put some things for yourself aside. Love starts with yourself. And then money for the future in college and then money to help others who are in need. And then at the end, just before the holidays and just before Easter, we'd sit down together collectively as a family and they bring their little boxes to the table and we decide who are we gonna help this year? Who are we gonna help this season? That was a life lesson and that was a strategy to help practice acts of kindness and courtesy and fellowship and love. And so it just doesn't come coincidentally. We do have to mark patterns. Yeah, this time is flying yeah. by so quickly, uh, the, <laughs> uh, but if we could get a quick, I know we have a minute left, just a quick word from, from uh, Martha and, and Beverly, a really quick one about- my, about my quick one would be, I want children uh, to reflect on uh, elders as I did around those who listened to me as a little girl. Mm. And I want to, to take away us being so afraid, afraid to step out into to darkness, pray and move forward. We're so afraid, our children are so afraid to do something different, do something new, go into territories unknown. And that's what I would like to leave. Just move forward in prayer oh, and yes. keep moving. Absolutely. Yeah. And mine would be uh, reflections like uh, what passages of the Bible have spoken to you personally? The Bible is going to be here around forever. And so if we teach our children to really adapt the leadership style of Jesus, everything else is going to fall in place. Your education yes. is going to fall in place because the wisdom and the love that he gives will remain and awesome. you know, that, abide, abide, abide. <laughs> awesome. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. I love you. Bye. Thank you. All right. Bye. Thank you. Take care. Wow. What an awesome show. You know, I wanted to say in the last segment, but as we wrap up in the final close, um, Ingrid really illuminated what legacy looks like. It's whatever it is that God placed in us, we have to share it with others because is it a legacy if we don't share? And she talked about models and she talked about sharing with the community. And I just really wanted to, I think, amplify that message as we close out, we, we ran out of time, but a great show on legacy and what we, well, what they, what women, what people can do to leave a legacy more than money. What say you, my friend? First of all, I want to say a special thank you to Beverly Claiborne, Martha Taylor LaCroix, and Ingrid Vanessa Rushing Spiva, the contributors to the book Rhythm of Rest. As you say, Dee, a powerful, amazing show. Um, we're just glad. Let me share the book again. Um, but you need to go out and get the book. Gratitude, thanks to them for, for being on the show and pouring into all of us. Um, and, and we thank you for being here. You're listening to Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. We want you to stay um, with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at B, the letter B, Lifted Up Radio. You can find us on the Mocha Podcast Networks. 
that's networks.com or BeLiftedUpRadio.com. D, this is just another great show. I know you were blessed. I'm blessed. Um, thank you for joining us for Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. It's Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians, Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist, Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation, for advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective.